I mean, number one, it's important that you have the right equipment. And I don't know if I do. Yeah, I'm not. Well, let me ask you this. Did you bring a pickaxe? A pickaxe? You need a pickaxe. Well, I mean, I haven't brought anything. I packed one. I don't know if I have one. You can use a mini one, but you need a pickaxe of some kind. I have a hammer. No, a hammer's not going to do the job. uh, There's that sharp end. No, because here's the thing. I mean, when you're camping, and especially where you're going to be going, you have to be careful because you need to clear the ground first. I do not. I've been there before. You do need to clear the ground first, actually, because. I, I'm i telling you, it could be bad. It could be really bad. Oh, okay. Depends on where you set it up. You need to check for the holes. All right. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I'm Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network and available via podcast all over the internet where podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding us. A lot to talk about today. I want to remind everybody, you can go to funemploymentradio.com and click on the Amazon link right there at the top of the page and go about all of your Amazon shopping needs. Greg, what's the last thing you bought on Amazon? Um, By going to funemploymentradio.com and clicking on the what Amazon What was the link. last thing... Uh, soap, so it's not very exciting. I realized as soon as I said that out loud, I was being too honest. What kind of soap? Like body soap? Body soap. Oh. Yeah, I bought some body You've soap. You've really started doing that lately. Where you just buy a lot of like your mm-hmm. your bathroom knickknacks. Because I, I start a cart, and then when I get to, get up to my limit, I'm like, oh, that's free shipping. I would have bought all this at the grocery store anyway, and then I just have it delivered, and then I get to avoid the shame of shopping. And uh, you know, there's no shame in shopping for soap to keep no, it clean. It's no, there's not. But you know, there probably should. Oh, be. Oh, you're talking about the excessive amount of toilet paper that you buy. And it's not an excessive amount of toilet paper that I buy. Yeah. But I do have, because I'm waiting. I'm getting bids right now on my sewer line. So, uh, which is this is really exciting topics that we're bringing up right now. Um, so because of that, it's it's not good, and so it. <laughs> There's roots in it, and so I have to buy like Drano and like root cleaner a lot until I get it repaired, which is soon. It's going to be happening soon. You have roots in your pipes? Yeah, I have roots in my pipes. I have, I have clay pipes for my sewer line from my house. I own a home in Southeast Portland, in case anybody doesn't. Oh boy, thank you for clarifying. Uh-huh. That. Yeah, and there are roots in it. Wait, clay pipes? Yes. I didn't even think that was such a thing anymore. No, it's not. It's not a thing. It's really, really old. <laughs> like really I was going to say, how are these like super powered roots like powering through your? Yeah, they don't normally. Um, they do when you have clay pipes, and so I have to buy like root cleaner and like Drano and stuff a lot because things get. So when I'm at the store and if I'm buying toilet paper and I'm buying Drano, it seems like so I it looks like you're problem. having a lot of issues. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's an old house, and that is what's going on. Yeah. So yeah. The, the, so are they the original? They might be. Because I'm trying to get quotes, and I have I got one quote already, and damn, it's expensive. It I is bet. damn expensive. Yeah. To to fix that, and uh, and then I'm getting another quote, and and this, the lady who was coming out like asked me about just specifics, and I was like, oh, and they're clear pipe. She's like, what? She's like, oh wow, that's really old. And I'm like, yeah, I I know, I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm aware. I'm aware. It just costs a lot of money, so I haven't been able to do anything about it for a long time. Now I can do something about it. Like Keelan's saying, Jesus, clay pipes said they just build the city out of Lincoln logs. No, that's the thing. Like the worst part about it is like that's what I'm spending my – like this 
for for me, it's a tremendous amount of money. I think for anybody, it would be. For yes, it, yes. I know how much and it you, is, and it's yeah, a lot of money. It's a lot of money, and so that's what I'm buying. It's not like an upgrade where I'm going to have like, oh, I'm got putting in a new bathroom or doing this. Look like, at my new oh, like side paneling on my house. No, yeah, look at that. Uh, started on a new roof. No, it's going to be. Hey, check it out. Pipes don't clog anymore. Yeah, Everybody like, come over to my house. I put in some new poop tubes. Yeah, flush yeah. it all down. It's going oh, to be great. Let's have a toilet party. Nobody even gets to see it. It's, yeah, it's really sucks. <laughs> so anyway, that's what that's what I've been working wow. on. Well, you can take some of the um, – you can have like a video viewing party and, you know, some uh, the sewer scope. Oh, I've seen the sewer scope. Yeah. So you yeah. can show people that and that way you can be like, look, this cost me a million dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Yay! Have a sewer scope party. Everybody look. Yeah. Here it is. It's a pipe that apparently costs a lot of money to replace. So, yeah. Anyway, that's where that's at. Um, so we're talking so, about Amazon. Anyway, go to funemploymentradio.com. Yeah. Click on the Amazon link. That's how we got there. Uh, so let's get back, though, to what, what's going on here. So we, we did say yesterday is that we've got, uh, over the next couple of weeks, the shows are going to be a little bit... Uh, Sporadic. A little wonky. Tomorrow we are not doing a show for Wednesday, August 7th. Sarah's actually leaving town. She's going to be doing um, some... I don't know. What are you doing? I'm going... So I am going with my brokerage. Not bonding, training. Training. So I am going with my brokerage. So it's like nine people. And we are staying in like a secluded farmhouse in the middle of nowhere... Like some like halfway between basically like Seattle, like in like the um, like Centralia area, but like in the okay. farmland area. Okay. At this like really beautiful Airbnb, but it is going to be like a full day, like a twelve hour day tomorrow of like like real estate training. Oh wow! Yeah, just going through like all you know all the new programs and plans <clears throat> and things and just a lot of intensive stuff. So basically I get there in the morning and the classes go until at least 9 p.m. and then start all over again the next wow. day that's and they a lot. go to like about 5. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's a that's a lot of stuff going on. It's a on lot there. of stuff. Okay. Yeah. You, I'm really excited. Are there craft services at that event? I I don't know. I mean, I know there's going to be food because we're like staying in the middle of nowhere and like muffins? they asked for like dietary preferences. What did you say? None. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I always say that too, and then I feel weird about it. Most of them are vegetarian. So, I mean, are you going to eat meat in front of them? No, I'm not going to eat meat in front of them. But (laughs) I do. uh, Prefer steak. No, but they, like my friend Jen, who who I work with, who's by, you know, got into real estate in the first place, Mm -hmm. she's been a vegetarian. I've known her for like two decades. Yeah. Um, she's always been a bit trained. She knows how to make all sorts of delicious things. So, doing that, I am excited. I'm nervous. Mm hmm. And I'm meeting a bunch of new people tomorrow. Uh, and we're all going to – I mean, they won't be new at the end because we'll be right. all, have been in a house together for – Yeah, you'll get to know a bunch of people. Hours and hours and hours, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm, um, I'm super excited because, um, you know, I want to know everything that I can about this, you know, new career that I have, this yeah. side career. So I don't know. We'll see. Okay. Ah! Ah! But I do know it has air conditioning, thank God, because it's supposed to be really warm this week. Oh, yeah. Well, then perfect. Yeah. It'll be fun. Yeah. That'll no, I'm, I'm excited. I am. I'm truly excited and a little nervous, but mostly excited. Well, there's that going on. Uh, there will be a show, I believe, on Thursday and Friday of this week. And then next week, we'll have a kind of a mix of some best ofs and some Sarah shows. Yes. So Sarah Solo show. Solo. Sarah Solo Radio. I'm not going to do a Sarah Solo Radio. She's going to do an hour and a half of just Sarah talking. And that's it. That sounds like a nightmare for me and everybody involved. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear me talking by myself for an hour. Oh, you'd be surprised. But anyway, 
Uh, we'll, we'll keep you up to date on everything that's going on with this. I could just so read a book out loud. Yeah, I know you could. You could talk to a wall, really, if you wanted to. Not really. I'd probably run out of things to say. My mom could. You're, yeah, I've been around your mom. Yeah. She definitely could. She definitely could. Yeah. Uh, so, so you have half that skill. So, all right. All that's going on. But uh, Sarah is also taking off to go camping this weekend. Mm-hmm. And that's what we were referencing at the beginning of the show. Uh, I'm not. I'm heading. I honestly don't know where I'm going. I'm I'm leaving the state, but I'm not sure yet exactly. Oh, weren't you supposed to? Know? I'm going to end up in Georgia, but yeah, I don't. I don't know yet. But by way of somewhere else. By way of somewhere else, yeah. possibly. So um, either way, look at you. You're you're a jet setter now. That would make me a very much a jet setter. Do you have your? Did you get your pass? Your quick pass? I did yet? get my quick pass. Oh my gosh! Yes, I got approved. I forgot to. Yeah, the TSA pre pre check thing. Wow, yep. that was pretty fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I got approved. The thing is, they sent me something that, that just said, like, we've made a determination on your eligibility. You'll get the notification in the mail. And I'm like, why would they send something like that saying we've made a determination Not on your eligibility? like, congrats, you're in. No, yeah. that sounds like, uh, yeah, we've determined that you are a risk and you are not allowed to go through the short yeah, line. Yeah, that does not sound like you got your pass. No, it doesn't sound like a good thing, but no. it turns out it was. It was. So, yeah, I, I have my known traveler number, my KNT. So I'm going to try it out for the first time. All right, so what do you do? Do you just give them the number? I think I just waltz through and like I'm vet, like a VIP kind of and like, you know, walk in front of people. I think I just like walk in front of the line like, sorry, sorry, I have my known traveler number. I'm pre-check. Excuse me. Excuse me. And then I just push my way through everybody. Oh, because they put the – do they put it on your boarding pass? Yeah, I have to get it added on there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, well, look at you, Mr. Fancy. Friend. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think that's how it works. I think there's a separate lane. You don't walk in front of everybody. No, you don't. I've Show seen people. the lane. It's, <laughs> just, it's next to it, but it is significantly shorter than the mm-hmm. other lane when you're having to disrobe and sweat and have somebody looking at all your stuff and For yelling sure. at you. Yep. Yeah. No. Pretty awesome. I'm I'm gonna get me one of those. You should get one of those. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be glorious. Because you've to seen use that. me so many times, especially just, on the like, way frantic back. and nervous. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, on the way there, I'm I'm don't mind as much, but I'm. I'm heading home from somewhere. Like, I don't want to wait in line yeah. forever. I just want to get through that. So, yeah, I'm going to be trying that. Anyway. Uh, so you're going so somewhere. That'll, that'll be, yeah, I'll be going somewhere. And I don't know yet. It's not like it's a secret. I just honestly don't know. So, but Sarah is going to be going camping. And Sarah has asked me something. She asked if I could provide her some camping tips for this weekend. Is that mm-hmm. true? Yes. You need some help. And I and I might need to borrow some of your stuff too. Why? Wait. What are you going to borrow? Mine? So I don't really a have a lot of camping. Do you stuff. have a pickaxe? No. Like I said, you have to check the ground. The way what you do. Well, let's walk through a few different things because I need to give you some camping tips. This is good for everybody who's tuning in. Um, the, the providing these camping t- mm-hmm. tips. So you're going to be at a campground. Yes, I'm going a few hours south of Portland, mm-hmm. I guess, like a couple hours. I don't know. You've been there. Where, how yeah, far is it? Uh, like about two hours? and a half, three hours. Two and a half, three hours, yeah. Probably more like three hours. Yeah. So you're going to be heading there, and you're going to be camping on the ground mm-hmm. with your tent. Mm-hmm. And uh, here's the thing about that area where you're going. So there are a lot of ground animals in that area. Like squirrels, like gophers, like a lot of burrowing animals. Yeah, um, badgers and all kinds of stuff. In well, there. I think I am. I've, so I've gone camping a billion times. This is the first time because I have my own tent where it's like a one-person tent where I'm actually camping by myself. I usually like camp with other, like we'll share a tent. Yeah, with other people. Well, and that's and why. And so I'm a little nervous, like putting this up all by myself well, and being n- staying by myself. And this is what I'm saying. Like since you're going to be setting it down yourself, you need the pickaxe because you need to spike the ground all around you all around where you're going to be setting up the tent because that way you'll strike any animal that's hiding under there because if you don't, 
in the middle of the night, what will happen is the animal will burrow up because that's when they all come out of the ground. And they'll yeah. see your tent there and they'll panic. And uh, the, the ground animals will try to chew through because they'll be pissed off because it's like you've just basically walled off their home. How so they'll stupid chew through do you think mic. that I am? I'm just saying that's something that, that happens. So pickaxe it. Also, uh, I'm just giving, trying to give you well, some so camping tips. I'm just murdering tips. the underground animals. You're warning them. Yeah. You're warning them. Um, that's what you, you have to do. You have to warn the ground animals. <clears throat> so that's anyway. really unhelpful. Well, that's something that you need to do. All right. Well, what are some other? What are some concerns that you have? Um, that I'm going to get murdered in my tent by myself. Yeah. So that is definitely a concern. So here's the deal. I'm like, what if nobody hears me? Because you know, mm-hmm. it, it is camping, and like everyone's probably going to, you know, have some drinks yep. and you know, and yep, and be in deep slumbers. hundred percent. So yeah. there's a couple of things that you need to do. A couple of things you need to remember, especially when you're camping in groups. There's probably yeah, going to be some drinks, some deep sleepers, which means nobody's going to be. Be really paying that much attention I know. when somebody sneaks into the camp. Because I went and camping I on this last year and there were people that walked through the camp in the middle of the night. And they go through and they like peek and look at the tents and see what's going on. And then they kind of sneak out and they grab some beers like yesterday, last year. And so hmm. because those people are coming through, you know where you're going specifically because I know this campground. There are people that live there all year round. Yeah. But they don't live in the campground. They live up on the hill. And so at night – when Do everybody's they? asleep, yeah. That's why am why I even asking? Of course they don't. No, no but right. there's that big there's a big pavilion where you're going. There is, that's on the property well, yeah, and know, where people are going to make there food. Several times, yeah. yes. Pay attention to what that food looks like when you go to bed, and then pay attention to what it looks like in the morning. I figure that there are some of our drunk friends who are just walking and getting snacks in the middle yeah. of the night. No, it's uh, actually those, some of those people will come down. I watched them last time, and they'll come down and they'll walk through the camp and they'll steal food and they kind of skitter like their arms kind of hang. Because they are used to being on the side of the hill. They're called the hill people. And they, they skitter. And they'll skitter through the campsite. Like, like not quite on all fours, but like Stop. skittering. That's actually, I know that you're lying. And, and that's <laughs> kind of creeping me out. Like almost like hopping. Like, like skittering. Like, and they'll hide behind something. Hide behind a trash can. Then with their arms hanging down as they're skittering. And then they'll, uh, they'll steal snacks. And most of the time they won't bother somebody. But if you see them and you make direct eye contact with them, even if you don't think you did, they think you did, then it's some trouble. The hill people do not like to be seen. So that'll be at night when it's really dark and it's really quiet. And you just hear like, like rustling. Like, and then you hear like, someone's eating snacks. That's so gross. They'll steal the snacks. They're not stealing the snacks. So that's, well, that's what they do. The hill people will come down. This is not helpful. I'm just trying to, I just don't know. I, I'm, I don't I'm know trying like to help where you out. to put my, I'm asking for like some legitimate, like actual help. Well, I, you're okay. not helping me. I mean, I think hill people is something you should worry about. But okay. All right. What, so what's am I else? safer like further back into, because there is a clearing. Mm-hmm. Am I safer? Should I be more afraid of the hill people or should I be more afraid of the people who are walking by through the campground? Like, I don't know where exactly to position my tent. Well, there's going to be people all over, and they'll probably be peeking in. So make sure that you put your uh, rain fly on, mm-hmm. because otherwise they'll look in, and you'll wake up, and you'll just see a set of eyes like, Stop Whoo! it. And they'll turn around and run. No, and I'm sleeping just, with earplugs and an eye mask on. I don't care. <laughs> you, you just, just want them me. to watch you. Yeah. You just want that, giving them a free show, giving the Hill people a free show Oh, yes, of me glamorously sleeping in my one-person tent wow. in a sleeping bag. Well, they're going to be stoked that night. Uh, one thing, though, I think you should do is probably, in the interest of protecting the camp, is bring one of those air horns, just like a little air horn. And anytime you feel uncomfortable or you think something's coming out or, or like eating the food or anything at all, just give it a loud 
Oh, I'm sure blast. everyone. I would be. I'm going to be very fucking popular. Yeah, and then everybody will know. They'll they'll all be on the lookout, and they'll be like, "Oh my gosh, Sarah's warning us." Thank you, Sarah. And I'll be really happy for you if you blast that air horn. I do remember don't. last year somebody's uh, alarm. There was a particular person that uh, went camping, and they have to get up really early for work. Mm-hmm. And the alarm went off at like 4 a.m. Oh, and the person was sleeping through it and it woke up every – I remember how pissed everyone was. Yeah. I don't want to be that person. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe not the air horn then. Yeah. All right. What's some other questions that you have? So how – what should I do to defend myself in case there is some like creepy hill person that's trying to murder me? Good question. So always carry a lighter and a knife. A lighter and a knife at all times. So you have that in the worst case because what the with the hill people they fear the light because that's where they come out at night. So you shine that and they're confused a little bit by the fire. So that's good. Um, the knife is you know worst case situation. But the best thing you can do is just stuff your um, stuff your pants like full of like bacon bits and like treats and snacks. Okay, that's just mean because you, you just, I know that that's bad and you just want me to be eaten. That's no, I don't horrible. Want you to be eaten. It's to throw to throw. You throw the treats out there and then that way they they go after them. So that's a good thing to do. No, don't stuff your pockets full of bacon. Oh, okay. Thanks, Greg. I was almost going to do that. Make it prepackaged snacks. That way get, the smoke can't get through. And then you throw out the little snacks. And that way they, uh, they'll they I thought when you were camping them. or something, you're supposed to hide your – like keep your food away from the campsite. No, yeah, you are in most situations. Mm-hmm. That's true. Uh, the other thing – well, okay, yeah. So that's some advice on that. What, what else do you want advice on? Because I'm, pr- I'm happy to give you advice. But if you're asking for specific things – I don't know. I'm just trying to figure out like how to survive, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm just really kind of nervous staying in a tent by myself. But I mean, yeah. it it's just kind of worked out that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where you're you're going to be down there. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to do it, and it's and it's fine. I'm I'm fine with it. Yeah. But like I guess like I, I was well, just watch out for the ground animals. About, yes, the ground animals. Okay, yep. I'll watch out for the ground animals. Yeah. Um, and I guess be further into the woods. Because I guess the hill people, I can scare them off with my flashlight. I don't think you want to be further into the woods. Because I just want to be around people. Yeah. The further you go into the woods, that's just offering up. Being like, hey, hill people, I want to be with you. Like that you're flirting with them essentially if you do that. I want to be their, for- their forest wife. Yes. They, they yeah. could become a forest wife if, if you go no, too far No, is this uh, Bigfoot territory? It is. It is indeed. You are in Bigfoot territory. But it is so because you're familiar with this area. So we've talked about this place before. I, we have. So we're going to the uh, reservoir. Yep. We're going to you're going to a reservoir. Yes. There's a million reservoirs in Oregon, but yeah. yes, you're going to a reservoir. And then this is the one in particular where you fought the bully. Uh, it is. Uh, if you'd care to hear that tale one more time, the, uh, where you're going was one, yeah. Well, as a child, I visited this particular reservoir many times, and um, in particular, I would go with my friend Nate and his family, and we'd go down there and we'd stay. And where there's a, a great swimming spot at this reservoir now, it's far above where the water line is. There's not as much water anymore, but what, back then, there was a floating dock that you could swim out to, and probably about 25 feet or so, you'd swim through the water, which is a lot, you know, when you're small. And you go out to this dock, and all the kids would congregate, and all the parents would just leave. They'd just drop your kids off. Mm-hmm. They'd, they'd drop the kids off unsupervised because this was the 80s. And, oh, it's childhood. Um, just be back for dinner. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Or 90s, I guess. But either way, they were like, nope, there you go. And uh, then they would all go back to their campsite and probably drink or something. I don't know. I don't know what they did. They did adult stuff. They just wanted to use the uh, the reservoir as a babysitter, sure. which is, you know, nowadays probably frowned upon in some ways. But nonetheless, <laughs> that is what we would do. 
And so we'd swim out there, all these kids unsupervised, and as it would naturally happen with any kind of society, you would get some dominant people who would decide that they wanted to institute their control over everybody. And that included the bully. The bully was probably 15 years old. I wonder where he is now. He was a very large person with a very sinister laugh and a huge guy, probably about 15 years old. (laughs) Jacob says, oh, Jesus, I chime in and it's this shit again. And what he would do... This is Greg's uh, like sh- becoming a man. He would shove kids off of this floating dock. I thought this, this was going to be the dock. abbreviated version of it. This is the abbreviated version. Oh, Jesus. He would shove kids off of the dock until finally, one day, one kid had enough. And he said, no more, bully. No more on my watch. We're going we're gonna to take care of this right here and right now. How many feet tall was the bully this time around? Uh, he had to be... At least eight I, feet? I don't know. Yeah. Six foot 13, something like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So what happened is this kid who found himself that day, who was, uh, who'd already been shoved off the dock, was clinging on I feel like for dear life like a Paul with his friend, twist at the end of this. pulled himself up onto that dock, braving getting out of the water as all the other kids clung to the side, panicked and scared and crying. Who knows if they were going to make it out alive? And this kid found the gumption to get up onto that dock and run over to that bully when he had his back turned to him and push him in the back and pushed him into the water, thereby saving all of the children who rejoiced, basically carrying that kid back to shore on their backs as they swam. There were 14 that went out, only 13 came back, but no one cared because the bully was stopped. Oh my God, are you done? Yeah, that's what happened. What was the kid's name? But you're supposed to end that kid's name. Oh, but I don't know that kid's name. Oh, I thought it was you. No. Well, well what, the kid that saved everybody? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, shocker. I mean, if it didn't come, come down to everybody. No, you were supposed to end it like that. And, and that, that kid's, kid's name, name was was Greg. Greg Nubla. <laughs> yes. And I now shoved the bully you know in the back. the rest of the story. <laughs> I did shove the bully in the back, and this is at that place. So anyway, so that's where I'm going. Yeah. But the dock is now, uh, the reservoir is very, very low. Yeah, the dock's just a rotting been. piece, chunk of wood. Yeah, no. it's like 100 feet up on the thing. I can't even imagine what that looked like when it was so full. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was it's, a huge, huge reservoir. Yeah, it's not so huge anymore. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, so the dock is just like resting like basically next to the parking lot. Mm-hmm. And it's just like way up there in a bunch of tree stumps. Yeah. So. But that's where you're going. So did you need any other advice? Um, I guess I just wanted to kind of know how to scare them away, but I do know about the lights. I do know about the ground, an- ground animals. Mm-hmm. Have some um, pre-packaged candies. Yeah, and throw. I'm going to keep the food as far away from the tent as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I think, I think I feel pretty set. Okay. You have your air horn and your pickaxe. I'm not bringing an air horn. I have yeah. a hammer. Yeah, well, you got – hammer can't get down far enough for some of the ground animals. Mm, I need you a- disturbed where they're sleeping, like where they're living and sleeping. Like they're going to be upset. Mm. And they'll burrow into your tent in the middle of the night. And they'll get in your shoes. Nothing's going to burrow into my tent. Always check your shoes. Actually, that is true. Always check your shoes. That's an actual thing. Yeah. No, I know. If you leave your shoes outside, always always shake them out first. Yeah. Otherwise, you're going to put your foot in there and it's going to be a giant scorpion. Bring my... Ew. There's scorpions in your, in your boots. There aren't scorpions in Central Oregon. There are Oregon scorpions. That's actually true. There are Oregon scorpions. You, you just rarely, rarely Oregon see scorpion. them. Oregon scorpion. Oregon scorpions. Yes. There's four. I I kid you not. What is that of area? All the is it stuff like- that I've said today, there actually are forest scorpions. That is a real thing. It is. It is a mm. real thing. 
I know I've shot all credibility, but I swear to you, that is a real thing. Well, I'm I've never seen one because they only come out at night and they're really hard to spot. But I kid you not, there is such a thing as a forest. Scorpion. I don't know what is true and what is not. They're pets of the hill, people. You're kind of a bad person. It does sound like somebody's in the other room. Oh Probably my God, is. Greg is such a jerk. He pretended, he does this thing sometimes where he pretends that there's somebody knocking on the door. He'd be like, oh, come in. Oh, you have to in use the bathroom first? Yeah. Okay, and I can't see because I'm on the other side of the wall. And he'll be like, oh my gosh, this person's here and I totally forgot that they were coming. And freaks me out. Not appreciative. <laughs> it's not funny. Oh, hello, my friends. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. All right. Greg, you know a little something about neighborhood feuds. Oh, yes, I do. Yes. Well, a neighborhood feud has erupted in California over a house that is being called the Emoji House. So the Emoji House is in the center of an argument in Manhattan Beach, California, after the owner painted the house hot pink with a pair of giant emojis decorating the exterior. What uh, were the emojis? Uh, one of them is an emoji which, with its tongue sticking out, and the second one is with its mouth zipped shut. Like, why? I will tell you. Thank you for okay. just leading me along. Okay. Well, neighbors are now accusing the owner of the emoji house, named Catherine Kidd, of adopting this bright and hideous decor as retribu- <laughs> retribution after she was fined $4,000 for illegally using the house for short-term uh, rentals, which is banned in Manhattan Beach. So she was using her house for an Airbnb. And you can't do that. And you cannot do that. So uh, <laughs> so she used this to try and combat her neighbors <laughs> calling her out, which if it's, if it's against the rules in your neighborhood, don't do it. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about it on the show where I totally called out mm-hmm. in my apartment building, somebody who was letting all these like, strangers traipse in and out of the apartment building, right. using it as an Airbnb illegally. Yeah. Um, so an Instagram post from the artist who painted the house uh, originally featured the caption, Are your neighbors constantly ratting you out? Have they cost you thousands of dollars in fines? Have you wanted to tell them off? Why risk a case when you can hire me to paint them a pretty message? So I don't know if that's like an emoji sticking its tongue out and then one with a zipper mouth. Yeah. Like, being, keep your mouth shut. Yeah, I think so. I think it's a warning. How can you take anything like that actually seriously? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Well, now Catherine Kidd is backpedaling, denying that the emoji paintings were intentionally designed to irk her neighbors. She says now it's a message to be positive and happy and love life. <laughs> Why would it be a zipper your mouth shut then? I don't know. That doesn't make any sense. Uh-oh. How would you feel if one of the neighbors in your neighborhood painted their house giant uh, bright pink with emojis on it? I wouldn't. It wouldn't really bother me. I think it would. No. As long as you're not messing with my stuff or my side. What if it's messing side, with the property value if you're next to the pink emoji I don't house. think it's going to mess with my property value. I mean, I think it would be weird. Yeah. Like, why are you doing that? I might think they're kind of an idiot. But otherwise, nah. I'm yeah. more of a, what you do on your side, you do whatever you want. I don't care. Okay. Just keep it away from you're me. very open-minded, Greg. Um, well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, out of Chicago... A Chicago highway was covered in wine early this morning when two semi-trucks collided. The drivers are okay. Spilling hundreds of cases of wine. How does this make you feel? 
I would kind of want to go and try and run off with a couple of cases. Cases of wine are heavy, though. Yeah. I know from, yeah, from life. That can yeah. be heavy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so a truck crash spilled hundreds of bottles of wine onto a Chicago highway. The uh, in, uh, Illinois Department of Transportation said that the uh, trucks crashed about 1230 this morning on Interstate 94, if you're familiar with it. One of the trucks was carrying about 40,000 pounds of wine bottles. 40,000 pounds of wine That's bottles. That's a lot of wine. Yeah. Had its trailer break open during the crash, spilling cases of wine across the road. Uh, so one person was treated for minor injuries, and they are doing fine. Uh, crews worked to clean up the broken gla- glass and spilled wine for several hours. Lanes reopened about 6 a.m. this morning. Uh, they do not know if all of the wine is accounted for yet. <laughs> I guarantee some people were walking off. I mean, what would you do? I mean, I definitely want to see if everybody was okay. But then if you, like, pulled over to make sure that everyone was fine, and they're like, oh, it's fine, we're just cleaning this up, and there happens to be, like, My a God, case let me of, help you clean it up. A case of wine, like, right next to your truck. Would I take Would you it? maybe just put it into your truck? I mean, so many of them broke anyway. I mean, you got to think that it's probably under an insurance thing at that point. So n- none of that's probably going to be resold. No. So, I mean, what's the difference if it broke on there? Oh, I'm just picking up some broken glass. Oh, my gosh, these weren't all broke. I don't you know. I don't do know it. if I'd do it or not. No, you would totally do it. You're just not willing to say it on, on a recording. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. All right, wine, highway number two. No, I just thought about something. What I would actually do, uh, going back to story number one with that house, with the emoji thing. Yep. If that were one of my neighbors, probably what would eventually happen is I'd just up the ante. I'm like, all right, I'll be more annoying. What would you do? Teach them a lesson. Like what? I don't know. Put three emojis on. You would never paint emojis emojis on your house. Plus, I hate the word emoji. I know. Yeah, but it's a thing. We've said it so many times, too. It's a thing. Yeah. I know. I paint like Looney Tunes on the side of the house or something. Like a Taz or like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just to, just to out annoy them. Like you want to do something tacky? Here is something way more tacky. And it'd be like a Tweety Bird. Oh my God. The it Tasmanian has to be a Devil. Tweety Bird. <laughs> or there's like the Lady Taz, like the sassy one. Oh, a sassy like, Lady oh, Taz. No, you didn't. Yes. Sassy Lady Taz on the or side of the house. What is the one? I think it might be Tweety Bird. I saw it was like the worst tattoo I've ever seen of like a, like a sexy devil. Like Tweety Bird that this woman had oh, on her arm. Oh, stop! Oh, stop yeah, that. it was pretty amazing. A sexy devil. It was like a Tweety, Tweety Bird in like a pink bikini with like devil horns and like pink lipstick. <laughs> what? Yeah, and it had some you know like saying underneath it like I don't no, need a man Sarah. or something. Yeah, I saw it on Savvy Island. No, At the, there was a woman there who had it, and I was just like, whoa. You know what? Just one quick Google, and that came up instantly. I just put in "sexy devil Tweety," and it is indeed that is a tattoo that you can get. There's a tattoo artist who has that. F- oh my gosh! No, what? Can you explain to me what the fascination is with Tweety Bird? No, I have no idea. I have no. I mean, I like Looney Tunes as much as the next person growing up, but but there's a different appreciation of them that I don't understand. I honestly don't know. Like, why Why is it that they want... That and, like, the Taz thing. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. Okay. I've never really been, like, a big Disney person. Like, I like This isn't Disney. Disney. This no. is Looney Tunes. Oh, well, Looney... I've never been a big Looney Tunes person. <sighs> There's always a very specific kind of person I've known that Man, has And maybe they're listening to the show right now. That's I'm know. not saying anything bad. Yeah, but they know. I'm saying there's always been a specific kind of person who's been into Looney Tunes. I'm not sure what you're trying to say. 
a person that's been to Looney Tunes is into Looney Tunes. What? That's what I'm saying. Uh-huh. No, but the sexy, like, Tweety Bird, sassy devil thing is, like, still one of the worst things I've ever seen. I mean, sexy any Looney Tune just seems strange. It seems really strange. No, it's... It's, it's a cartoon. Like, why yeah. Why would you do that? I know. Oh, my gosh. What? Watch out. What do you type in? Sexy Sylvester. I was looking for Sylvester the Cat. That's not what I wanted to pull up. That is... Wow, don't look up sexy Sylvester the Cat. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but you definitely would have to put, like, sexy Looney Tune characters, uh-huh. Looney Tunes characters on your house. Yeah. That would be what I would go counter with. Yeah. Like, bam. Yeah, now you have to look at this. I don't have to look at it. I live there. I look out of it. Yeah, but then you'd be like a kooky, like, Portland guy. Like, look at this. This 40-something-year-old man in southeast Portland, Oregon. Yeah. Has decided to make it a Looney Tune house. Ew, and then you'd be the Looney Tune house. Oh, Greg, no. Don't do it. All right, finally I have one more story. Another day, another weirdo. Who wants to marry something that is not human? A 20-year-old student named Nurul Hassan, who identifies as objectum sexual. Now we know wants, about that. Wants do, to do objects? No, she falls in love with objects, like the late, like the chandelier lady. Oh, chandelier lady. Yes. This is a different one. Greg, I need you to pay attention. I'm sorry. I get them mixed up, and uh, I apologize, and that's who identifies wrong. They're as objectum sexual, um, which means she's attracted to inanimate object. Objects is now planning to marry a Tetris cartridge. <laughs> so Narul, whose name uh, she's she been blow going on by first, Freck. Oh, Greg. Oh, so Narul Hassan, known as Fractal. That's what she changed her name to, Fractal. So I'm just gonna refer to her as Fractal now. Says so she's okay. been in a relationship with a calculator over the past few years that she named Pierre. And also admits that she has had feelings over the years for iPods, treadmills, and a GPS system. So the 20-year-old uh, is attracted to inanimate objects. She's from Orlando, Florida, and she surrounds herself with Tetris. This is kind of gross. I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's not gross. Maybe it's beautiful. It's their love. I don't know. No. Uh, she's marrying a Tetris cartridge. Surrounds herself with Tetris-shaped like objects Like old-school Nintendo? Like, a, like classic Nintendo? And said she plans to marry the game when she graduates from the University of Florida in two years. She started the relationship with Tetris in September 2016 and sometimes spends up to 12 hours a day playing it on websites, her phone, and her Game Boy. She claims... So it's a Game Boy? She plays it on websites... Her phone and a Game Boy. So the cartridge itself has got to be. She's marrying Tetris the game or the cartridge. She said she's marrying Tetris the game, but like she's proving her love. She says she's marrying specifically a te- Tetris car- cartridge, but so I think it must it's be a like Game Tetris. Boy cartridge. So it's really tiny. I really don't know. It just okay. says cartridge. All right. That isn't even the disturbing part. I was well, just trying I mean, to. I mean, I to just clarify. All right. Uh, so Fractal also says she enjoys a physical relationship with Tetris-themed objects including Tetris hard drives and cushions. She says, I think Tetris is so beautiful. He is about perfection. He stimulates your mind. I love him so much, and I get an immense sense of satisfaction from him. I have a strong connection with him, and I invested so much in him. Uh, She says uh, that she enjoys wearing her Tetris necklace, has Tetris-shaped lamps, T-shirts, magnets, and rare Tetris hard drive editions that she sleeps with. When she graduates, she wants to have a commitment ceremony with Tetris surrounded by her friends. Oh, she, okay. Her friends who, I, I don't know if they are or are not supportive. Let's find out. So she wants to call herself Mrs. Fractal Tetris. No. After the wedding. 
No. So as I said, she also fell in love with the calculator first and foremost. So her first one uh, she was attracted to was a male object, which was a $150 TI Inspire CX calculator, which is named Pierre. <laughs> she she was 16 at the time and took Pierre to the school prom with her. This is Pierre. Mm-hmm. Uh, she said she was doing an advanced statistics course in high school and saw Pierre there, and she said, oh, he's really sexy. Uh, so she said she was so in love with Pierre, she can't describe how much in love. It was indescribably strong. I took him to the prom. I love touching his buttons. I like random numbers generated by him. It was a very intellectual relationship. No, so this is my favorite no, thing. It wasn't. So her relationship with Pierre, she said he was the love of her life. Uh-huh. And it extended up until she says that she lost him and <laughs> had to get a new Pierre. <laughs> that's how that's how that's how much deep they... in love it was. Okay. Yeah. She said uh yeah that she was in love with Pierre and then somehow lost him. So she got a new wear. Uh, a new Pierre, but she said the new one didn't feel the same as him. But okay. now she's um, she's left him altogether, and she says she loves Tetris more than she could have ever loved the original Pierre. Oh, my God. hmm So I just want to let you know, if you're ever feeling like you're like, wow, I'm a little too weird or too odd, just think about the girl named Fractal who is yep. going to be marrying a Tetris cartridge. And that, my friends, is your world of crazy. Oh, Vicky says, does this mean if she plays Pac-Man, she's cheating on Tetris? Oh. Yeah, she's not allowed to play any other video games? I don't know. I think it all just depends on their boundaries. Oh, I took a look. Um, I looked her up. It is a, it's the classic SN, or classic NES one. Oh, I own that one. Yeah. Hmm. So that's the one that she's really into. I wonder if he was like used or if she, she like got him brand it. new. Uh, I doubt she got it brand new. Yeah. I found him used somewhere. Him. Yeah. I, my, well, my parents still have the NES system somewhere and still have Tetris. I still have the NES at my house. Mm-hmm. But Good I don't do anything Greg. weird with them. Are you sure? Yeah. Then why do you keep it around, Greg? When I said blow on it, you know what that means, right? I forgot. Like, younger people probably have no idea what that is. What you had to do with the – they'd get dirty. And so, seriously, you had to blow on it to blow the dust off before you put it in. And then he put it into the system. Are you asking me if I know what that means? No, I'm saying people who listen. There's probably a lot of people who have never played a Nintendo and NES system and have no idea what I'm referencing when I say well, you I have to blow it, on the I think cartridge. it's a Nintendo Entertainment System, so it's just NES, right? Oh, God. yes, yes, you're, yes. No, because I, I said that first, so I thought that maybe I was saying it wrong. And, and I was NES, uh, um, I don't know, yes. <laughs> gaming unit? Yes, sure. Gaming unit. Okay. Yeah, an NES gaming unit. I was going to leave you out there for oh a little while longer, but yeah. It's hot. All right. It's very warm. I think we probably. All right. Well, we have a birthday. We though. do indeed have yes. a birthday. I know. I thank you for not forgetting because I thought you were going to forget. And okay. Because it's already a few Is days late. Is your brain late. like cooking inside of your head right Slowly. now? Slowly. It's already a few days late. And so yes. I want to make sure that we get this in right now because we did receive a phone call, 503-575-9120. And that call was from Mailman Brian, who's not a mailman anymore. Yeah. He hasn't been a mailman for a long time. No, no. No. But that's how he said it. That's how he said it. 
Why are you looking at me like I'm making this up? (laughs) I swear I'm not having. I heard it, Greg. You just sound like. Did he actually call? Is this just something like all a figment of my imagination? Well, regardless. Happy birthday to Carla. Yes, Carla. Happy happy birthday. Sorry, we're a few days late, but happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Well, thank you for the absolutely worthless help with me camping. I feel even less prepared if that people, is man. actually possible. I'm telling you, they skitter. It's like, like their arms are longer than normal. Like it's weird. Like they kind of just dangle. And then they hunch over and they skitter. And you hear it. And then they skitter. And I'll go through. Uh, so, oh, but my mom's calling from Germany. One thing that is important for, uh, for this is for you to remember that since you're going to be going camping is that you should go buy next adventure first. Oh my gosh, yes. Actually, I'm going to because I need to get a new um, waterproof bag. Yep. And I oh, want to get have, some other stuff. Yeah. I actually want to go get some more waterproof bags myself because <laughs> seriously, they have everything you would ever want. But you walk in there and it's kind of, for me, like a kid in a candy store because I'm like, I want that and that and that. Mm-hmm. And it's all reasonably priced and it's local. It's on the corner of Stark and Grand. Next Adventure is a fine sponsor of Fun Employment Radio. We really appreciate them. And uh, and you should too. And nextadventure.net is their online worldwide store. So if you want to go there, the if you're not in location, the, Greg. yep, if you're not in uh, in Oregon, you can go there and shop away as well. Next Adventure is a great sponsor. And then on top of that, you know they've got their different locations here in uh, in town as well. Awesome. So find spots for Fun Employment Radio. Thank you everybody for tuning in. No show tomorrow. Back on Thursday, or I will be with a special guest. And, and then I'll um, be back uh, on Friday. Yes, indeed. Yes. Yes, indeed. All right. Well, thank you, everybody. Like I said, send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. We'll be back on Thursday with more Fun Employment Radio. Bye, friends. Bye. Bye. Bye.